Welcome to your life. Listen in to find out more. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Direct, O Lord, our actions by thy holy inspiration, and carry them on by thy gracious assistance, that every word and work of ours may begin in thee, and by thee be happily ended. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. So, five years into podcasting, we decided maybe we should advertise for things at the beginning of the podcast. So remember that hook, ladies and gentlemen. This is your life. Welcome to it. But for a moment, we're going to advertise some other things. We have a workshop coming up on Saturday, uh, the 30th of December. So if you... 2023. 2023. depending you're on. listening to this several years later. And we are going to be doing a workshop called Dream... Live Your... It's called... Plan Your Year. Plan Your Year <laughs> for 2024. And we're working with Jonathan and Amanda Texera, the co-founders of WalletWin to put on that workshop where we will give you some cues to think through where you've been and where you want to go and to help you think about what you want 2024 to look like and time to workshop. So times for Q&A too. So link is in the description and we would love, love, love to see you there. Speaking of seeing you there, we're going to be at the SEEK conference in St. Louis. Uh, We're only going to be there for about three days. Oh, yeah, we've got SEEK mugs for those watching on YouTube from last year. Uh, We'll be there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Getting there the whole five days seemed unrealistic. But if if we see you there, that's wonderful. Uh, We would be delighted to say hello. Anything else we're advertising? That's all for now. Great. This is your life. You who are, you're listening to this right now and you're, you're living this life. Yeah. And the person that you're married to is the person that you're married to. The children that you have or the children that you don't have are the children that you have or the children that you don't have. Also, the fires in your life, the things you feel like are going wrong or not as planned that are messing everything up, all the things that are breaking, those are the fires you get to tend to right now in your life they're not in the way of your life they are part of your life and this is not to be fatalistic this is not to say oh you the the position that you're in right now is the position that you're stuck in it's an invitation to just be where you are and to to recognize that this is the opening of another chapter of the adventure of your life it's a very boring story where the main character doesn't have obstacles and doesn't have difficulties and doesn't have uh, a purpose or a mission, and that that purpose or mission is difficult. Those are boring things. There's a story, a novel that I read, and it's a pretty large book. And the beginning is like, there's like all these difficulties to the couple getting married. And at the end of the book... The, is this the betrothed? Yeah. There's this... Betrothal? Betrothed? Yeah, the betrothed, I think, is what the title. Um, but there's this little section where the author basically says, I'm not going to describe the life they discover- they had together after they got married because it would be boring and you wouldn't want to read it. But but just this idea that, that when things are going askew or 
even in the mundaneness of things, owning the reality that this is our life. I'm, I'm guilty of not wanting to live in reality sometimes and not being willing to look reality dead on and say, here's where we are. Here's what we've got going on. Now what? But it's so much easier to move forward when you're moving from reality. So being able to own the things in your life, the person you married, the children that you've had, the situation that you're in, the stuff that's breaking or the overcommitments or maybe the undercommitments and being able to say, here is where I stand. Because that then gives us the space to consider if I don't want to be standing here, where do I want to go? And what are my next steps to head in the, that direction? I think there, there's this element of feeling like we're in an inhospitable spot. Maybe this sort of explains a little bit about why we often feel uh, out of place or uncomfortable, and even in our own skin. It's because we're not yet where we ought to be, but we are where we should be right now because from here, we can take the next steps to where we ought to be. And so when we confuse those two and we say, well, I'm not where I ought to be or I'm not where I long to be or I don't have the relationship with my spouse that I want to have. We're not as open as I wish that we were. We're not as trusting as I wish that we were. Bridges were burned and I don't know how to rebuild them. I'm not a civil engineer. And to say, well, well, this is the situation that you're in. Welcome to it. This is this is the work of your life. And the fact that there are difficulties shows that there are things that you can do. Even if the thing that to do next is to just ask for help, to seek out mentoring or guidance, uh, coaching, to seek out uh, a trusted friend, older brother or sister in the faith, biologically, um, are there other kinds of older brothers or sisters? Uh, no, but those other two. options of help might be, you might Mother have figures, father figures. Yeah, or you might have realized that there's a need for some therapy, maybe trauma-intensive therapy or um, maybe something else. And, and to be able to figure, maybe there's some physical things that are going on that are causing distress in the marriage. But regardless, for us to say welcome to your life is to say it is good that you are here. It, it is a good coming. That is what uh, welcome, like it is good that you have arrived to this point because from this point you can take a next step. And that's good. This is, this is not fatalism to say, hey, your past is still around. The results of your decisions are things that you have to contend with. This is what we see with our kids so often. Most of the problems they have are the ones that they've caused. And I try to tell them that. And... <laughs> It doesn't go over well with them. And then when I realize that most of the problems I have are the problems I caused, I realize why it doesn't go well with them. But here we are. You know, uh, sometimes this is, okay, this is a weird thought experiment. But every so often, I, I wonder what it would be like if I woke up with amnesia and I was just in the midst of my life. And I had to contend with whatever issues prior Joseph had set up, not knowing why he did what he did, not trusting all of his intentions, and just realizing, okay, this is the situation I'm in. What's the best thing that I can do here? 
And maybe it's not a very helpful thought experiment, but it, it comes up from time to time. I'm like, wow, all right. What if I uh, got hit on the head right now and and then I have to deal with whatever is in front of me Well, fresh? And I think it's an interesting thing because depending on the person, I'm I'm usually able to give somebody else a lot more grace for the mistakes that they've made or the choices that they've made for better or for worse and and to be able to look at those choices objectively or look at the situation objectively and to say, okay, well, this is where you are. This is how you got here. Where do you want to go next? And and what can we do to get there? And yet somehow when I'm in a uh, pickle myself, I melt down. <laughs> like, what's going on? Why is everything terrible? And to be able to to stop and give myself the same grace that I'm willing to give somebody else is a really beautiful way for for me to say like, oh, this is my life. Like, this is where I am. And it is there are some objective factors that when I take out my subjective overreactions from them, I can be a little more discerning. I can ask for help better. I can take next steps better. And that's helpful and good. Yeah. Ultimately, it's good that you're here. It's good that you're married. Your marriage is good. Marriage is a really good institution. God had a good idea when he came up with it. He didn't say it was easy. He no. didn't say it was good. Yeah. Easy and good are not always uh, identical, like the, the Venn diagram. Some off. Yes. Offset. As you're saying, it is good. It is good. It is good that you're married. Your, your marriage is a lovable thing. We love the fact that you are married. If you're listening to this and you're not married, uh, we, we do have a, an online dating course that you can learn how to to become dateable, and then how to date well. But if you're listening to this, uh, presumably you're married. And so this is just just us saying, uh, welcome to your life. Welcome to your marriage. It is good that you have the issues in front of you. It is good in the sense that you are one of the two main people who get to address those issues. And that's good. It's, it's good that you have that opportunity it's good that you have this opportunity for growth. It's good that you have this opportunity for potential failure. Failure is not final. Uh, it's not the worst thing that can happen. And it, it's good that you have a spouse. Wherever they are in their journey, they're also at the beginning of the, the next chapter of their adventure. And the two of you are at the beginning of the next chapter of your adventure together. And that's a book that's going to be worth the read. Shall I pray us out? Mm-hmm. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for our vocations. Thank you for our listeners. Thank you for um, being with us in the present. Help us to be with you in the present. We ask all this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.